Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Locked on Browns podcast for this beautiful Monday evening or for you Tuesday morning. I hope everything is well for everyone. As we get prepared for Combine Week, we had Mike Mayock's long, long press conference that he has every year. And uh, at some level, it seems like Mayock has um, stopped being kind of the czar that many of us kind of think of him as. Um, and and has started to kind of caricaturize himself a little bit. Uh, so not as exciting, but I know that uh, my Twitter feed was just loaded with Mayock takes, Mayock's thoughts, and I think there's some value to obviously uh, what he brings to the game, uh, what he brings to scouting and um, all that kind of stuff. But I think the day and age of him and Kuiper and, and later, obviously, McShay kind of running things is kind of over, which I think is a good thing. I think there's a, a draconian way of kind of doing things in the NFL. Um, many people will point to things like marijuana uh, over an opiate or vice versa, allowing opiates but not marijuana uh, when the addictive properties are significantly different. Uh, many will point to um, kind of who is hired in the NFL and so retreads are often given more chances or kind of the good old boys network seems to be in full effect when it comes, especially to coaching. And so um, for me, in a lot of ways, it's how media and how the league kind of views their media that I think um, is, is out of date. Um, And so that's just something that for me, uh, when it comes to Mayock and Kuiper and McShay and whoever else, they all do a fine job. I like uh, what Dane Brugler does, obviously Rob Rang, all of those kind of guys. But I think there's just so many people who do a great job uh, in covering the draft. Again, whether that's Matt Miller, uh, someone who I know uh, at least a little bit personally, um, or a variety of other guys. I think there's so much good draft conversation. So really looking forward to the combine coming up, looking forward to the work uh, that's going to be done on the Scout Network. Uh, looking forward to the work that I'll be putting out on the OBR as well as on the CLE for me. Uh, my buddy Mac Robinson will be joining me on some of that. Uh, looking forward to Fred Greetham. Uh, myself will be there with Mac uh, at different times. And then everybody else, obviously, who puts out really good information. Um, and so just looking forward to that. Look forward to some videos, some quick videos, maybe even some quick Lockdown Browns. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. So... Uh, tonight's conversation is just a, a simple conversation. I think it's a, an important one for us to have, and that is 
should the fact that the Cleveland Browns have the number 12 overall pick affect the number one overall pick? So many of you who have followed me, whether it's in my writing uh, on Twitter or obviously here on the Locked On Browns podcast, know that I'm not really the gospel according to kind of guy. There are lots of people who, when you follow them on Twitter, you read their articles or even their podcasts, you can see a pretty black and white, this is the way it is, right? Um, There are many people who are, it is Miles Garrett, period. But not just that in particular. Uh, But there are a lot of people who their way of thinking, the way of processing is there is one way that they just kind of present as, This is the way, the only way, the best way, whatever really words we wanted to use there. That's just not me. So for me and tonight, really, it's all about figuring out what does that conversation look like? Because normally when you're talking about someone with a number one overall pick, you then are talking about a team that has to wait 31 picks to the top of the second round before they can pick again. In the Brown situation... They're waiting till pick number 12, and then they're waiting till pick number 33, and then they have another pick at 52, and so, again, you can almost ask yourself a similar question, and I probably will, should having number 52 affect what the Browns do at 33? Because I think those are honest conversations, but they're different. At number one, the Browns have all the choices in the world, whereas at 33 and 52, those choices obviously become significantly limited by all the different players that have already been taken. So let's break it down a little bit. Should having the number 12 pick affect the number one pick? And we'll start on one side, very simply, with the answer of no. The Browns should pick the best players possible, and having the number one and number 12 pick give them the opportunity to take two of the top 12 players on their board. At worst, two of the top 12 players, assuming maybe one or two or three of the players that are taken are not in the Browns' top 12, they get an opportunity to take two of the top 10 players on their board. So given that, It makes no sense for them to try to look through and make some decisions based on who might, could, should, would be available at the 12th pick. Because the reality is, with the number one overall selection, the Browns need to see each one of their picks kind of in a silo. No matter what is going on outside of that, no matter what could happen in the future, The first simple answer is that no, the Browns should not allow having the number one pick and having the number 12 pick to affect what they do with the number one overall selection. It is in and of itself a decision the Browns need to make based on what they, what information they have at that moment and what they, what information they don't have at that moment is who might be available at number 12. They have actually no idea. Now, they can guess, they can assume, they could start playing some games with themselves to wonder about who could be available at 12, what players could be available there, um, you know, what the other teams might do, but that's not information that they have. 
at the number one overall selection, the Browns have information about who is on their team. Between then and now, they're going to gather all the information about all the possible draft picks. We'll also have free agency, which could play, could, huge word here, guys, could. You know I've talked about free agency in the past with all the money that's available. I don't know if the Browns are just going to be able to spend the money. Hopefully, they'll be able to bring in one, maybe two free agents that are kind of um, impactful, whatever terms you want to use. But the reality is, is that may not be likely. But between now and the number one overall selection, the Browns are going to gather, gather tons of information. And during that time, that information will lead them kind of in one direction or another when it comes to this pick. Whether that's Miles Garrett, Jonathan Allen, a quarterback, whatever it is, that's the only information the Cleveland Browns can have is the scouting that they've done on those players. Then once they get to the number 12 pick, again, kind of in its own silo, they will have more information. They'll have who they picked at one and then who was picked all the way down to number 11. And at that point in time, they mean to make that decision. And in the end, the reality is, is that there are many people that say Miles Garrett is far and away the best player in this draft. So it doesn't matter that the Browns have the number 12 pick or have no other draft picks. There are many people who would say the Browns need to pick Miles Garrett and no one else. Obviously, it's hyperbole to say no other draft picks. It's possible the Browns only had a couple of picks that maybe they should trade down just because they just need so much talent. But the reality is, is the Browns have a ton of draft picks. So given that, one answer to the question is, should the number 12 pick affect the number one pick? The answer is obviously no. But on the other hand, while fantasy football really isn't real football, we all know what it talks about when, when we're talking about market inefficiencies, right? Think about the tight end position in fantasy football. Normally, there aren't that many top flight tight ends. Now, there's becoming more. But if I have a draft pick and there are three tight ends available who I think are going to be pretty good, and then there's a significant drop-off, then it's important for me to start kind of thinking through, do I want the number three tight end, number one, two, or three tight end, or do I want to get, you know, the, the fifth or sixth wide receiver, right? It's always kind of a, a conversation there. And when we talk about the Browns, the answer could be yes, because with the Browns, you're talking about market inefficiencies. And what do I mean by market inefficiencies? The simple piece of that is that it's all about finding where the market is weak. Where is the market not seeing value that the Browns are seeing? Uh, last year, we saw it in all of their trade downs. The Browns saw value in trading down because many people in the NFL value certain players over talent over multiple options or multiple players. And so because they value those certain players, the Browns tried to take advantage of that. And so you could see the answer being yes, that if the Browns have the 12th pick, could it impact the number one? Absolutely. Why? Because Miles Garrett and Tim Anderson and 
um, Derek Barnett and Tack McCarrist, I can pronounce his name right someday, uh, Taco Charlton, uh, Lawson, um, just on and on and on. There are so many very, very talented defenders and edge rushers in particular that if the Browns can believe and gather enough information to believe that one of the guys that they have rated highly as an edge defender, obviously maybe lower than Miles Garrett, but but higher, is likely to be available at 12. But let's just say maybe a quarterback who they have highly ranked wouldn't be available at that 12th pick. And maybe they have a drop-off between quarterbacks one and two and quarterbacks three and four. Maybe they have Watson and Mahomes pretty high. And then maybe they have Trubisky and Kaiser maybe in the 20s. So then the Browns would kind of be processing, does Miles Garrett plus a guy that they maybe have in the 20s, is that worth less than, say, one of those top-flight quarterbacks, again, whoever the Browns would have, one of the top two quarterbacks, or maybe there's only one that the Browns have, plus whoever that edge rusher is, the best one that could be left. Because even then, you can kind of continue that train of thought and wonder about a trade down so that the Browns can still get one of these stud defenders, Jonathan Allen, Malik Hooker, Jamal Adams, and Miles Garrett, really seem to be the top four they really seem to have set themselves apart. Maybe the Browns are able to trade back some, still get a stud defender, but looking at the 12th pick, knowing they could still get an edge rusher there, they could get one of the safeties, they could get uh, Jonathan Allen, and then maybe add a second round pick. Maybe add a second and a third round pick in a really, really good and deep draft. So then they could go with, say, one of the safeties and an edge rusher, while adding another second and or third round pick so that they could address and maybe even move back up for a quarterback. Or they get that stud defender and they get their quarterback, but they still have more picks to add the edge rusher later in the draft. So it's very possible when the Browns look at the number of picks that they have, that the market inefficiencies where they see value, and again, value is all about what you can pay, right? And so some things are very valuable because there's not a lot of them. They're not valuable for any other reason, or maybe that's not the only reason they're valuable, but they're valuable because there's not a lot of them. And say the Browns have a quarterback or two really sitting on top of their board, knowing that they can still get a very, very good defender at the 12th pick. Well, then their marketing efficiency would say, get that quarterback. Or let's say they have their defenders all kind of equally ranked or very close ranked, and they can add a second and or third round pick and still get one of maybe their top four defenders by trading back down to two, three, or four while adding another really, really important pick, right? So again, it's very possible that having that 12th pick frees up the Browns to make whatever decision they feel best about at number one overall. So did I argue one side or the other better? I don't know. That really wasn't my goal. My goal was to, to continue a conversation and hope that maybe you, like me, can get to a place of understanding the choices that the Browns could make. 
known that having the number 12 pick shouldn't affect the number one overall pick. Those decisions should be made in a silo. But maybe having the number 12 pick gives the Browns opportunities when it comes to the market and where the market is and where th- other teams are to maybe make some different decisions at number one than they would if they maybe didn't have that number 12 pick. See, maybe, just maybe, it's not a clear black and white. What do you think? Get a hold of me, Browns fans, on Twitter. That's at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And again, thank you for stopping by this Locked on Browns podcast. And go Browns! Rush into Old Navy today for this can't-miss one-day deal. 50% off all Old Navy active for the family. Get the workout wear you need at a huge 50% off one day only today. Hurry in or miss out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1020, select styles only, excludes in-store clearance.